Alexander. Shabbat for three. Bingo! Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. He is hard to believe. Here's Jordan. guys welcome to time dropper episode 29 of our 24 minute recaps before we get started please make sure to subscribe on youtube at time dropper podcast make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at twitter instagram and facebook at time dropper pod and of course to follow us on spotify and subscribe on apple podcasts so wow what a recap we have tonight we got the primetime game for me the game of the season and i'm gonna get to why and then i will talk briefly about the Hawks-Wizards game yesterday, two of our dime dropper teams, and then the Nets and Thunder. I only did get to watch the first half of the Nets, so apologies to the Nets fans. Didn't get to watch the whole thing, but I thought it was enough because the Nets created the separation. However, let's get into the game tonight. The most storied rivalry in the history of the game. It's been pretty dead the last couple of of the decade, to be honest. Um, as I've also said in my series, the NBA getting better and better. The league doesn't like rivalries anymore. They don't like animosity, talking shit. But there's always some feeling when the Lakers play the Celtics. You always know it. I was even pumped as a long Lakers-Celtic rivalry fan, I should say. And I was rooting for the Celtics, of course, because, you know, we're in the race with them for the first seed in the Western Conference. And the reason why I say that was the best game of the season, before I said it was the Nets-Bucks game on MLK Day, but that game just had more defense, a little more grit, a little more toughness, a little more leniency from the officials, and I love that. I love that, and I thought it lived up to all the hype from the first minute to the last. I thought that the it was a very even game in the first quarter. It was so funny because Daniel Tice was literally missing bunnies, layups, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden he started hitting threes, which I thought was hilarious. But one thing the Lakers made sure of today, and he was back from his load management. Anthony Davis was being that good Anthony Davis. You know, posting up, getting in deep, taking shots more in the 10-foot to 12-foot area as opposed to 18 to 24 feet. Turnarounds over the right shoulder, got a couple of them, and ones, floaters, the whole repertoire. And that's when I think that the Lakers can be at their best. Schroeder, especially in the first half, a little bit better. You know, more decisive a bit, hitting more shots. LeBron... I feel like he was kind of letting AD get into it. But as the game went on, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum started growing into it as the game went on. And in the second quarter, I thought LeBron was really weak. They put Semi Ojale on him. And, you know, the Celtics, as I said, had a lot of guys that can guard LeBron and AD. I don't know why they didn't go with Grant Williams at any point. I figured that they were going to throw him on AD because AD struggles with smaller, strong guys. And... They went with a lot of different guys. They went with Jalen. They went with Jason. They went with Rob Williams. They went with, I think, Ojale some possessions, but I'm not sure. But the other ones, they definitely did. And Anthony Davis pretty much cooked them all. So you got to love that from the Lakers side of things, that he was great. I thought that THT did some good things off the bench too. You know, being aggressive. That guy takes it to the rim. But 
For the Celtics, second half, I really thought their defense on LeBron was good, especially, you know, semi Ojale. And, you know, LeBron, there was one point, once again, the, the easier the miss, the louder they com- he complains. He got by Kemba Walker and missed a layup, started screaming at the ref, bro. That shit is sickening to me. Sick. Like, ugh, let's not even talk about that. And then he comes back and loses the ball the next play and, like, barely gets back on defense, forces the Lakers to call a timeout. But, you know, the Lakers ended the half fairly well. Anthony Davis, Dennis Schroeder. Ma- oh, I got to give Montrader some props. I also didn't like the way that the Celtics in the beginning of the second quarter, before LeBron started playing poorly in the beginning, LeBron was making good reads in the pick and roll because for whatever reason, the Celtics were throwing two at him, like hard hedge on him, and and THT was dropping in beneath, and LeBron was finding him, and then the Lakers had four-on-three situations, and THT kept making the right read. He kept making the right read. He kept giving it to Montrader, whose floater game is very nice. As I've always said, Montrader has a very good touch around the basket, and he was not missing tonight. And you have to give that love that I think he was the third, arguably the third best player for the Lakers. Laker fans, let me know what you guys think. Who's the third best player tonight? Or maybe second if you thought he played better than LeBron. I still think LeBron's impact is so large that you, he still have to say he probably was the second best player. But if you guys think Dennis or Montrader played better than him, drop it in the comments. But I thought after that, though, I don't know why the Celtics were playing that high up when LeBron was one of three from three at the time. But, you know, I thought that they adjusted well, and they got the game down within three going into the half as Jalen Brown started feeling himself. Kemba, though, he could not get it going from the beginning, and Dennis Schroeder did a really good job, and Dennis Schroeder's been great on defense all year. I think that's the reason why I think Dennis Schroeder played really well today, and some people might just think, oh, he played well. He did have some bad stretches of the game, and I'll get into that in a second, but, you know, uh, so sorry, I can't speak objectively about LeBron to some Laker fans in here. They're, or LeBron fans are too soft, but bro did not play that great tonight. Let's Let's be honest here. We spit the facts. Uh, out here but anyway we go to the second half and the Celtics were much better in the third quarter they were getting whatever they wanted in the paint and that started with Jalen Brown Jalen Brown had I think 11 points in the third quarter most of it was getting downhill going to the basket and here's the thing Mark Gasol made some very solid defensive plays tonight but he's not a rim protector at this age that will be able to deter a 6'7 athletic lanky guy like Jalen Brown right now you know what I'm saying He's not a rim protector like that, and the Celtics were getting what they wanted. But Marcus Gasol did have some good moments defensively. He did. He always does. I mean, that's what he's out there for. But fourth quarter, though, you know, I thought the Celtics had him. But fourth quarter, THT did some good things, getting to the basket. Caruso playing really good defense, as he always does. And then, what's his name? Uh, LeBron started to hit two threes. Those were big. But ultimately, AD kept going too. And Montrader hit a couple jumpers. And I think, though, what really happened was the Celtics went zone and started getting some stops on the Lakers in the third quarter. And then I don't know if it was one or two possessions the Lakers seemed to go zone or maybe it was just a a man-to-man that they were really just packing the paint and sagging off because they loaded up on Tatum big time. And the Celtics, man, seven, it may have ended up as eight, but seven turnovers in the fourth quarter. And this has been a consistent problem dating back to the glorified Summer League. The Celtics turning the ball over in the fourth quarter constantly. Jason Tatum is one of the main culprits of this too. And as I said, it always starts on the top. It's it's just disappointing. But I will say this. Montrader also had his best... Def- he may have had his best game of the season today for me because he had three blocks. And here's the thing. I always said, if you recall, if you watch my video of my reaction... 
to Montrader signing with the Lakers. I said he can get some blocks chased down on guards. He got a couple on Kemba today. It's guys that are a little bigger 6'5 or over that he struggles with at the rim. And ultimately, it was down to the wire. I thought the Lakers had him after LeBron made those threes. Dennis Schroeder got an and one. But Jason Tatum wouldn't go away. I thought he was the best player for the Celtics tonight. Oh, by the way, I need to give a shout-out to the Time Lord. He was really good. And Dennis Schroeder had a poor period in between the late third quarter and the beginning of the fourth. He was a little indecisive, turning the ball over. And Time Lord, I thought, did a really good job on the offensive glass. I thought he was just a bright spot for the Celtics all around. Really good energy, and I think that they should start playing him more than uh, Tristan Thompson. He played more minutes than him today. Thompson only had 15 minutes. Only played 15 minutes. The Time Lord played 18. He had 10 points. He was 5 of 5 from the field. He had 2 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks. 7 rebounds to go along with that. So I thought he was really good, you know. But ultimately, ultimately it came down to the, to the wire. The Celtics made it close. They forced a turnover at the end. LeBron in the fourth quarter, still besides those threes, couldn't really get much going. And this is the thing. When LeBron's not hitting his jumper, he doesn't have, once again, I'm going to say it again, a ability to make crazy shots all the time. You know, he's gotten much better at hitting jumpers, contested jumpers over the years. But then again, when he is not hitting like that, you saw what they did. They closed the airspace, and when he was trying to drive, they got a little physical, brought two defenders at him. At the end of the day, you can't stop LeBron from getting to the rim with one guy. You're going to always need multiple defenders. But you can do that. You can live with that. Kuz missed a couple open threes as a result. I mean, I'm, I'm fine the Celtics. I'm living with that. So, and yeah, AD did a good job of trying to close the deal. But ultimately, that last play where Anthony Davis lost the ball, and then, you know, you got to give Caruso credit. He got back on that last play. I actually like the decision from Brad Stevens to go without the timeout because Kemba got a really good look. But you know what? It sadly fell to the guy that you didn't want it to fall to on this night. Kemba Walker could not get things going. He just still hasn't returned to 100%. It's very clear. And I don't think you should panic if you're a Celtics fan, man. Because think about it. You committed seven turnovers in the fourth quarter. That's the most concerning part. You also scored four points on your own basket. Did anybody notice that? Daniel Tice, two points on his own basket in the fourth quarter. And then Rob Williams, two points in his uh, in the fourth quarter. So that's four points. I mean, that was the difference in the game, one point. Jalen Brown missed a couple free throws. So if you're the Celtics, though, with Kemba playing like that, you don't have Peyton Pritchard, who's one of the best bench players they've got. Lakers were really hungry. They'd lost two games in a row. I don't. And Marcus Smart got hurt, by the way. Prayers up to Marcus Smart. You know, I really, um, I really feel that I hope he's okay because he's such a big part of this Celtics team and he competes. But a great win for the Lakers. I cannot understate how great of a win this was for the Lakers despite all that bullshit I just said because going into TD Garden against one of the best teams in the league, albeit no fans, AD played well, and you got a good road win against a very good team after coming off two straight losses. That's a great win for the Lakers. You can't say, oh, they didn't play this team. They, they they got the job done. Let's read the box score as the score finishes. 96-95. The Lakers win against their all-time rival Celtics. They move on to 15-6. The Celtics drop to 10-8. Yikes. They better get start getting a string of confidence, a string of chemistry together with this big three. They need to, you know, Kemba needs to start getting his rhythm back. Let's read the line. Jason Tatum, 12 of 18, 2 of 3 from 3, 4 of 6 from the foul line. He needs to at least make one of those. I think you should make all of them, six or six on the line, you know? But sometimes shit happens as a basketball player. You miss one free throw, not 
four out of six. That's 66%. And that's the difference in the game too. So 30 points for JT, nine, nine boards. I like the performance. Four turnovers, that's too many. Tice was great, except for those layups he missed in the beginning. Once again, fine margins. 14 points, seven boards for him, five of 11, two of three from three. But that means that he was three of eight from two. A lot of those are the layups. Kemba Walker, 1 of 12, 0 of 5 from 3. He was just poor, locked up by Schroeder. And then JB ended up having a great game as he continues to. He just doesn't have bad games, but 2 of 0 of 2 from the foul line. My goodness, that's just not good enough. So ultimately, really, free throws, guys. Let's see. what 9 of 14 from the line for the Celtics, 64.3%. Not good enough. The Time Lord was good, though, off the bench. For the Lakers, Anthony Davis, 27 points, 14 rebounds. And, guys, once again, what's the golden statistic? And everybody's coming at me in the beginning. Frank Vogel wants him to shoot more threes. Okay, he wants him to lose more is what you're saying, essentially. Listen to this. Anthony Davis, one of two from three. Less threes equals better performance for AD. He's 6'11 with touch and, you know, some post game. Not crazy post game, but he's got some. He has a turnaround over the right shoulder. Good enough for me. 27 points and 14 boards. LeBron, 21 points, 7 boards, 7 assists, 5 turnovers, 7 of 17, not even shooting his regular 50%, 4 of 11 from 3, too many 3s, and 3 of 5 from the line. Just not a very good game. He had some nice hockey assists, but... I'm also hearing these ridiculous narratives coming into place, talking about that LeBron is the easy frontrunner for MVP. That is absolute bullshit. He is in the race. He should be in the top three to five. For him to say he's a clear frontrunner, absolute bullshit. We've been watching all the games here on Dime Dropper, and you guys know the truth, okay? Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Joel Embiid should absolutely be right there and if we're talking pure seasons Jalen Brown and Nikola Jokic are having fantastic years right on par as well so that's it for tonight's game oh let me give some love to the role players the Lakers Dennis Schroeder 12 points seven assists three steals no I'm sorry 12.7 assists three rebounds Three of eight. His shooting wasn't great, but he made up for it with great defense. Montrader, 16 points on eight of 10 from the field. THT, six points, four boards, two assists, two steals. So that's it for the Lakers and Celtics. Let's move on to the Hawks and the Wizards, who I observed yesterday. And funny enough, Russell Westbrook came out with some great energy. He was getting to the rim. And that's the Russell Westbrook I know. And it was great. The Hawks start out a little slow. They're missing a lot of easy shots. The Wizards, Wizards were doing a good job keeping Trey at bay. You know, very good job. Decent. But the at, at the same time, the Hawks were doing a really good job keeping Beal at bay. You know, whether it was him coming off screens, they'd make sure they'd help. Whether it was him coming off screens pick uh, with the ball, they threw two at him. You know, same thing as you saw with LeBron in the second quarter day. Hedge hard. The Lakers, the Wizards don't have those playmakers like a THT or Kuzma or Schroeder. They don't have that kind of depth. You know, they have Isak Bonga. So... The Wizards don't have any shooting, really. And Rui Hachimura only got 24 minutes. I guess he's not 100%. You know, the Hawks just have more class. Seriously. And it's just funny because Westbrook put together what I think was his best game of the season. He had a season high in points. 26 points on 8 of 18 from the field. But Bradley Beal had maybe his worst game of the season, at least offensively. 10 of 26. 26 points. I don't know how he still finds a way to get that many points. 0 of 8 from 3. But if you watched him play, he was not that good. And overall, like, just the Hawks are just better because Capella's just a force down low. Like, Clint Capella, he's one of the best rim protectors in the league. And 
the the Wizards don't have any of that. They got Robin Lopez, Davis Bertans, and Alex Len. Who Alex Len's actually not that bad of a pickup. He's shown that he can hit some shots, and he's better than some of the guys the Wizards have, which is kind of sad in my opinion. Just shows how bad the Wizards are and how you know they don't have Denny Avdia. They've had Hachimura out, but you know the, the Wizards were down like twenty at half because they just can't really score. And if Beal's not getting going, you know they can't really defend that well at a high level either. You go to the second half, and they're trading baskets, trading baskets, but then Trey starts to get hot from three. And you know when that's happening, you know, it's hard to stop the Hawks. And Westbrook was like the only one scoring, but once again, like you know he's not scoring explode like at a crazy rate. It's not like they can't stop him. He's scoring here and there. And the Wizards just don't have like shooters like that, man. They don't have spot up guys. Rui Achimura is not a pure shooter, and I don't think they got him involved nearly enough. I don't think he was playing nearly enough. Scott Brooks' rotations are terrible. He went through like um he had a lineup on the court. It was like Alex Len, Davis Bertans, Garrison Matthews, Raul Neto, and Jerome Robinson all out on the court together at once. And they got torched. And Jerome Robinson, you know, the Clippers botched that one so bad. He's just not an NBA player, it looks like. He has no confidence. He misses everything. He doesn't really have any go-to anything. Like, I don't understand... What, what his redeeming quality is. And I've been so patient with him. One of seven, six points, minus 12, three turnovers. Yeah, the Wizards, seven of 28 from three to point, prove my point about the threes. The Hawks are just a better team. They just have more weapons. And you know what's hilarious is that in the third quarter, though, I will say, Beal got like, you know, in midair, a lot of contact was, you know, committed on him. And he didn't get a call. And he was rightfully fuming. And then at the same time, Trey Young is doing his ref-baiting nonsense. And as a, you know, that's frustrating for any team that plays against Trey Young to see him doing that shit. And then Bradley Beal is getting hit in midair, and he lost his composure. The whole Wizards team lost their composure. Robin Lopez got ejected. And then Rondo got Westbrook ejected. It was so funny. He to- like he got him a technical in the first half. And then Rondo was just messing around with uh, Westbrook some more, and he got Westbrook to push him, and then he got ejected. So right after Westbrook, and it was funny because the Wizards were actually making a run. They cut it down to 13 towards the end of the third quarter. Then Westbrook gets ejected, and the whole light was deflated from them. And, you know, Davis Bertans, I've still not seen any redeeming. Like, he played terrible, and then he started playing well, and then he was out for injury or contact tracing, whatever the fuck he was out for, and he's just been terrible since. Like, this Wizards team is such a mess. They need to fire Scott Brooks now. Now, by the way, drop the video a like, guys, if you're in the video. Drop the video a like. Thank you, Ernest Hernandez. Thank you. Now let's move on very quickly and briefly. Oh, I'll give you the lines. Trey Young at the end had a great game. And you know what's funny, guys? I called out Andrew Wiggins and was grilling him a little harshly. He's been amazing. Paul George in the summer, very harsh on him. He's been amazing. I started to doubt Steph Curry if he was still the same. Answered those calls. And I have to say, I'm not going to fully give it to Trey Young yet. But ever since I went off on him in those videos, he's been playing better. He's been playing better. So let's look at the lines. John Collins, solid game, very active. You know, I still think John Collins should be used a little more scoring the basketball. But, you know, just putbacks and open shots. He still finds his hustle points. 17 points, 8 boards, 6 of 10. DeAndre Hunter got injured. I hope it's not too bad because he's been Really great this season. Capella, though, 13 points, 14 boards, three blocks. Again, he's just been awesome, honestly. Trey Young, 41 points, 16 of 17 from the line. A lot of those were just ref baiting. 
a lot of them were, you know, obviously good job getting people to foul you, but shit, it's not fun to watch. 10 of 18 from the field for Trey. 5 of 9, 16 of 17. Uh, Gallinari, by the way, oh my god, so cash. What a luxury to have him back in the lineup. 11 points, 4 of 8 from the field in just 18 minutes. I think he's slowly building back his, his health and fitness because, man, he's great. And Rondo was good, too. This was his first good game in a minute. He did. He agitated. He created some shots. 8 points, 4 assists, 2 rebounds in, in only 15 minutes. And it was a good win for the Hawks, who are starting to get some momentum again. 10 of 9. Um, 10 and 9. Wizards, though, man. I don't know how Scott Brooks is still in charge. Westbrook had a good game, and Beal didn't have a good game. So funny how that happens. Anyway, let's go to the end. Nets and Thunder. No Kevin Durant in this one. But, man, this was the Thunder just... You know, I don't know how they've won eight games. I've watched them a couple times. We've watched them against the Lakers. They were trash. We watched them against the Clippers twice. They were pretty trash. I watched them against the Nets. They played out of their mind in the first, in the game at Barclays Center, especially Hamadou Diallo and SGA. SGA played well in this game, though. He still got 24 points, 7-10. But uh, Hamadou Diallo, 18 points as well. But the, the, the Thunder couldn't stop them this time. And you know who that started with? James Harden and Kyrie Irving. They were putting on clinics. Like, I don't... There must be highlight tapes on, like, Zemo Pierto or House of Highlights or whatever of just that game of Kyrie Irving and James Harden because they were literally... Every which way they were scoring, they were scoring. And you know what I love about what James Harden's done recently? Not settled for too many threes. Like, he's getting to the basket. He's getting downhill. And that's when I said James Harden's unstoppable if he doesn't settle for those step backs. I know that he's good at them. But he's good enough to get bounced out of the playoffs every year because he takes too many of them and, and tries to ref bait. Stop playing the officials. Play the game. And that's what he's doing. Get into the basket. Pick and roll. They were switching a lot to Thunder. And he was taking guys one-on-one. -on -one. Hard left. You can't give James Harden the left. He was getting to his left. Getting to the basket. And Kyrie Irving. Wow. Like... In terms of scoring skill, not just skill overall, because I think Kyrie lacks in a lot of skills like passing, defense here and there, but scoring skill. Maybe the most, the best point guard I've ever seen in terms of scoring skill. His variety, his ability to finish with both hands, his ability to counter what the defender's giving him, stop on a dime, quick adjustments. If he's going hard, pulls back, then he can hit you a little bit of this, hesitation, drive to the basket. He was in his bag and pulling up from three, I mean, he's so good from all three levels. James Harden, Kyrie, they were getting what they wanted. Bruce Brown was really solid. 9 of 11. Solid's an understatement. 19 points just playing off those guys. Harden, triple-double, 25, 10, and 11. One turnover. James Harden, man, he is really bought in. It's just a matter of that defense. But the pickups of Norvell Pell and Iman Shumpert, we will see. Iman Shumpert is a defensive player. And even Reggie Perry, this was his first really good game of the season. I'll give it to him. 10, of, 10 and 11. His defense wasn't as bad. 10, 10 points, 11 boards, of course. 4 of 7. Jeff Green, 11. And a plus 26 off the bench. That was the highest for the Nets in the game. Five boards as well to go along with that. TLC was good. 13 points. He was 4 of 8 from 3. Kyrie Irving, 25 points on 10 of 16. Five boards. Seven assists, and Joe Harris with 20, rolling on all cylinders. Even DeAndre Jordan, 10 and 8 on 5 of 7. The Nets taking care of business. The Nets starting to play really good basketball. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the Nets are 6 and 2 with James Harden. I think. So they're starting to look better. They have had a light schedule, though. I mean, playing a Miami Heat team without Jimmy Butler, you know, playing against. The Hawks was a good win. I'll give it to them. The Hawks was a good win. They've had some light games. However, they've gotten wins against Milwaukee, 
you know, they got wins against at Atlanta, so I'll give it to them. And James Harden's been playing great basketball. The Nets are starting to figure it out a bit, but there's still a lot more to be seen. That's all for tonight. 24 minutes right on the dot for you, Bean. And tomorrow we'll we'll be back again because the Clippers are playing the Knicks. I do not know if it'll be that early. I think there's a 5 o'clock game going on, so it should be live around 5.30 or so. Now we'll go to the live subscribers waiting oh so patiently in the chat. Super Chat's turned on if you want to drop a dime or a dollar. Tell me what you thought of this episode. Peace.